Hi, and welcome to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. This summer season, we're talking about our growth as a teacher, about specific ways we can take advantage of these summer months to learn and improve and reach that next level of effectiveness. A few weeks ago, we looked at the Teacher Success Roadmap and some of the different steps along there. And today, I want to focus in on the on the step about finding balance. And this is a subject that's so important and one that I'm so passionate about sharing with you and helping you with because I've seen so many teachers just struggling under the weight of so much to do, so much going on, and their their life is so out of balance. They are so exhausted they can't be the teacher that they want to be. They're not being as effective as they want to be. And I'm so excited today um, to actually bring on a teacher that is in the trenches along with all of you. Um, Her name is Elizabeth Chapman, and she's from Teaching Salmon Scout, the blog. And she's going to come on. We're going to interview her today and talk with her a little bit about her experience this past year, what, what it was like. I think you guys are really going to relate to some of the struggles that she faced. And then, perhaps more importantly, we're going to talk about some tangible steps that she's taking to finally find the balance. And we, you know, we entitled this How to Stop the Crazy Cycle or Escape the Crazy Cycle and Fight for Balance. And as as you listen to us talking, you know, balance isn't something you just achieve. It's something you have to fight for. And fight for all the time, but it's so worth it. And we talk about that. We talk about specific steps to actually achieve it. And I'm looking forward to sharing this interview with you. Let's get started. So today I'm really excited to talk with Elizabeth Chapman of Teaching Sam and Scout. And we're talking with her today um, about balance and just the crazy life of being a teacher and what, what we what we have to do to reclaim that balance and just kind of get out of that crazy cycle. And I wanted to talk to her in particular because she is totally in the trenches. She's a mom of two and a high school English teacher and has a lot going on. So really excited to talk to her and get just a fresh perspective of what's going on and talk about some solutions. So thank you so much for being here, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Can you tell me, uh, tell us all, uh, I, I've i known you for a little while, but some of my readers and listeners may not. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about this past year and what made it so crazy for you? Yeah, sure. Um, well, like you said in my intro, I am a wife and a mom. I'm married to my high school sweetheart, and we live in our hometown in Southwest Virginia. And we have two little kids. We have our son, Sam, is going to be six in July, and Nora just turned two in March. And I teach high school English. I actually teach at a specialty center. So my students come from five area high schools and they have to apply to be in the program. And then I teach them for ninth grade, 10th grade, and 11th grade English. And it's a pre-AP and AP dual enrollment um, curriculum. And that is a full-time teaching job. And then I also, and I say in my free time in quotation marks, run a blog called Teaching Salmon Scout, where I talk about teaching and being a mom. And if you want to see her um, blog, we'll link to it in the show notes for this at teachfortheheart.com slash crazy is where everything yes, will be for crazy, this episode. 
the blog has unfortunately taken um, the back seat for my crazy year. Um, I definitely feel like I'm in the trenches, as you said. Um, I just finished my 10th year teaching, and it kind of makes me sad because going into the school year, I was so excited. You just feel like 10 years is such a milestone and like you've kind of arrived in your career. And it ended up being really one of like probably the hardest year that I've had maybe since my first year or second um, for a lot of reasons. From a school and job side, I took on um, a new class that I had never taught before. The 11th grade class has always been AP, but this year we also dual enrolled through our community college. And so I was having the challenge of meeting our state public school standards, meeting college boards AP standards, and meeting the um, criteria and everything that's set out in the course description by our local community college. Wow. All in one class with all the kids in the same class. And it was really a struggle for me. I think because I'm a perfectionist and I'm organized and I wanted to do everything just right. And it was a lot. Um, and then even bigger, I also this year took on an online class. I've been teaching online sort of on the side for the last several years, but this year they had, um, a school that needed a teacher that was certified to teach dual enrollment and they didn't have enough teachers for it. And so they worked into my schedule, basically two course loads that were online classes. And so I had, in addition to my regular set of students, I had about 50 kids in online English. It nearly killed me. (laughs) I think online is, is so cool in so many ways, but it is just, you don't realize how much you take for granted the face-to-face time and the relationships and like classwork and being able to check things just by watching kids do it. And so the grading was just completely out of control. (laughs) Um, So it was a really hard year just from the beginning with the setup. And then, um, I mean, I can almost laugh at it at this point, but it was just a disaster of a year personally as well. We had quite a bit of work done on our house and ended up living with my in-laws for um, about six weeks. And at the end of March, my two-year-old broke her femur and was in a full body cast for almost six weeks. And so there was just a lot of extra stuff that, you know, I feel like any one or two of those things on their own, I might've been able to manage. Um, but it was like the perfect storm. And I just finished this year literally dragging to the finish line. I mean, I actually told my principal, like, let's just pretend this year didn't happen because I was not. Myself. Um, and I know so many teachers yeah. out there can totally, re- I mean, obviously they're not facing the exact same things you did, but can just sure. relate to that, you know, the challenges at school, challenges at home. And it just, certain years are worse than others, but yeah, just feeling like, like you said, you just barely dragged yourself over the finish line. And, and you were you were sharing with me before, I think a lot of people could relate to, you were telling me about an analogy with the laundry. Can you, can you yeah. share that analogy? Yeah, this just came to me and I was like, oh, this is perfect. You know, laundry, the dreaded task that we none of us can escape. Um, but, you know, I said, on a perfect day, there's a routine for laundry and you keep everything sorted into its nice little piles of colored items and whites and linens. And you put them into the machine and you add your detergent and everything turns out just the way it's supposed to. And the timer goes off and you move it on to the dryer. Um, But every once in a while, you know, you're in a hurry or something happens and all those piles get mixed up and everything gets thrown in at once. 
Um, and then inevitably something gets ruined. You know, that's when you start shrinking clothes or you stain your whites with a red sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> or there's the times when, I don't know if this happens to other people, but if I put like too many giant blankets in at one time, they all clump together and my washing machine sounds like it's going to fall through the floor. Um, and I just felt like that was my whole year. It was like one crazy cycle after another of like, not compartmentalizing different parts of my life, letting my home and my school stuff just fall together. And the result was that stuff got ruined or trying to put too many big things on my plate at one time and like not being able to manage (laughs) that spin. Um, So yeah, it just felt like I got on that cycle and I couldn't get myself organized and back out. And so I will say I have been super thankful, if nothing else, that I chose a profession that gives me um, the end of a school year and the start of a new one because this was one of those years where I felt like I just needed something drastic to be able to start fresh. And that's that's one of my favorite things about teaching too, just that, that fresh start <laughs> and being able to kind of hit a reset. And that's what we're going to be talking some more about how to do that over the course of the summer. And we're about to talk about that. But before we do, um, you just shared a little bit with me too about um, just kind of a typical day, what that looked like for you. So do you want to share about a little bit about that before we get sure. into some of our solutions? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, I guess, hoping that some other teachers out there can relate. But really, to get the full picture of my typical day, you have to start the night before, which is I get my kids to bed Finally, they're usually up way later than they should be. And, you know, the kitchen is still a disaster from dinner. And I still have that pile of papers that I promised myself I would grade. And they're just sitting in my bag and haven't been touched. Um, But I am like bone tired by that point. You know, it's 839 o'clock and all I want to do is go to bed or like mindlessly scroll Facebook or do something like that. And especially this year, a lot of the time, um, sleep or doing something a little bit mindless kind of one out for me. So I would fall asleep. um, And then I would wake up in the morning already feeling like a 100 steps behind. And just, um, I mean, it almost felt like a physical weight when I would get out of bed of like, oh, I have all those dishes to do from last night and all those papers to grade that I told my students I would have this morning. Um, and so some mornings I would rush around and try to get that done. Some mornings I would oversleep cause I stayed up too late the night before trying to get stuff done. And it seemed like almost every morning this year I was running to school, um, like 10 to 15 minutes late and I'm a people pleaser and I like to do things well. And I'm naturally kind of type a firstborn. I like rules. And so even just walking in every morning with that guilt of like, I'm late and I don't have the papers graded and, you know, my babysitter's going to show up and there's dishes still in the sink from last night. Um, that was my night and morning pretty much every day, especially towards the end of the school year. And when I was at school, you know, I'm really thankful that I love what I do and I love being with my students. And I felt like the best parts of my day oftentimes were when I was actually in front of the class. But again, just because I was in that cycle, as soon as the kids would leave, I would be so exhausted that it was hard to find the energy to be productive and really make the most of my planning time. Um, And I said in my post that, you know, often I would spend more time making a fancy to do list than I would actually checking things off. And that's very true. (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) 
And then, you know, I would finally hit my groove and it was like 30 minutes before it was time to leave and I'd lose track of time and then be rushing home to meet the babysitter. Um, so yeah, just that pattern of feeling like I was late to stuff and not getting things done on time. And, um, it was not my best. (laughs) It's so typical. And like, yeah, just, just the craziness. I, I can't even imagine. I, I stopped teaching before I had kids and it's, it's, Either one separately is crazy, but putting them together yes. is definitely, definitely a full plate. But whether or not you have kids, you know, we teachers, we can all relate to just this craziness, this cycle of like always feeling behind, you know, barely, Absolutely. barely staying caught up. And, you know, we, I don't know about you, but I know you, Elizabeth, I don't know about everyone else out there, but I know you and I, we feel like teaching, it's like an important calling. It's it's this work mm. that we want to do. Um or a call to do for this season of life. And we know it's going to be crazy. But at the same time, um, we have to realize that things aren't supposed to stay that far out of balance indefinitely. <laughs> it's not good yeah. for anyone. It's not good for ourselves, for our yeah. families. It's it's not even good for our students. It's like everybody suffers. So Elizabeth, I wanted to ask you, what are some of the things that made you finally realize that like something has to change? Like, like I can't do this again next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, some things were kind of obvious, like, you know, being late to work and being late to pick up my kids in the afternoons. And actually, I'm embarrassed to say this, but for the first time this year, my principal said something to me about my tardiness and my babysitter said something about my being late in the afternoons. And as someone who really values relationships, that was really, really hard for me. Um, I also had parents um, complaining occasionally about work not being returned. And again, that is not my normal MO. And it was just really, really upsetting. Um, And then just in general, like feeling like I was winging it more often than I wanted to at school. You know, um, I feel like I know my stuff and I can get away with that, but I'm an organized person and I like to do things with excellence and I didn't feel like I was. Um, So those were some things at school, but then just in my personal life, like just having to tell my kids to wait (laughs) or that I had to work on the weekends, you know, um, because I was trying to play catch up from earlier in the week. Um, And then the big sort of like, okay, I've got to fix things was when I started towards the spring, like really seriously considering, do I need to look for a different job? Like, can I not do this? And as you said, I really do feel passionately that this is where the Lord has me right now and that this is a calling. Um, I really do love teaching and I love my students. And it was the weirdest thing because I would simultaneously be thinking about how nice it would be to have a job that I just left at the office at five o'clock or, you know, a work from home position where I didn't have to get up and rush out the door every morning, but also feeling like, really heartbroken at the possibility of not continuing in this career. And so um, towards the end of the spring is when I really was like, no, I can do this. I know that God can equip me to do this, but I am going to have to make some changes and I can't continue in the cycle that I've been in this school year. So, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And You know, and we're going to talk about the, you know, some of the things that you said, this is what I'm going to do to stop the cycle. Before we get to that, though, you had also mentioned to me, you know, how you feel like this, you know, work-life balance, it's almost like this, this unicorn we're all chasing, (laughs) but, but yet it is still worth fighting for. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, it's so hard because 
I do think it's important to acknowledge that I'm probably never going to be the super mom, super teacher that I like math out in my, you know, my to-do list. Um, I am never going to be able to do both of those things absolutely perfectly a hundred percent of the time. And it's important to me that I show myself grace in that area. One of my, um, Instagram followers, I think commented and just said, you know, having to acknowledge that balance is not that everything is 50, 50 all the time. Sometimes certain areas of my life need 70% and the other area gets 30%. And, you know, sometimes it's 60, 40, but looking at the big picture and seeing it all even out. And so, um, I just, I really want to be intentional about the things I'm doing and not necessarily, thinking that the only thing, the only right way is to do everything perfectly, but to know that when I'm making decisions, it's out of a place of being intentional and being thoughtful and not just like crazy. I don't have time to make conscious decisions or, you know, I'm, I'm just barely surviving. Does that kind of answer your question? Yes, absolutely. And I totally agree with you. We, you know, we talk, I talk a lot about balance, a teach for the heart. And sometimes, Sometimes we confuse what that means and we imagine balance as just like this this static thing, like we somehow arrive at it. And that's yeah. not what it is. Like you think about if you ever do like yoga or exercise and you're like standing on one foot and you're trying to balance, you're not just standing there peacefully. Like you're really working hard to stay yeah. balanced and you're making a million micro adjustments. And that's that's how it is in life too. You know, we're gonna fall a little bit to the you know, to the right and have to correct. It's just a constant state of adjusting, but it is possible to, to create, and, and like I said, you're going to fall out of balance, but it's possible to come, just keep coming back. It, it It's worth it to make it a priority because yeah. it really is important. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this will resonate with everyone, but one thing that really stands out to me, for example, is like, I am okay with my kids seeing me work or having to do work even occasionally on the, in the afternoons or going to work in the mornings, you know, um, that's something that I have like found a peace with as a working mom, but I don't want them to see a mom that is like stressed about that work Mm, and that is like unhappy in her job. Like I want them to see that I'm doing something that God made me to do and that I'm doing it with a joyful heart. And I feel like too often this year, they saw a mom that was tired and that was like having to work because I had to get things done instead of from a place of like joy and excitement about what I'm just doing. Absolutely. So that's yeah. what I want to get back to. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about that. You, you mentioned three things that you're going to be doing differently. And we already talked a little bit about them, but let's get into these um, three things that you're doing to kind of hit reset, stop that crazy cycle and try to get in a better frame of mind for next year. So what's what's the first sure. thing you're doing? So the first one is to give myself grace. And I did talk about that. And I just want to continue that to know even going into next year that I can set myself up, you know, as great as possible with all the great tools and there's still going to be hiccups and I, I want to be prepared for that and not let that be something that just throws me um, off altogether, you know, but to be able to get back up. The second one is to use my summer efficiently and effectively. And that's really important to me. Um, I think as teachers, there's some pressure sometimes to spend our whole summer, like planning the entire school year for next year or doing all this professional development And I think there's a a time for that. And sometimes it's necessary, but I really think 
that we need time off. Um, I used the analogy in my blog post about, you know, doctors and nurses and air traffic controllers and firemen and police officers all have like caps on how many hours in a row they can work or how many days in a week they can work. And I think sometimes teachers get, you know, we get this reputation that we're so lucky because we have the summer and we are, I think it is a wonderful gift, but we really do need that. And I know at this level, I could not continue in my career. I couldn't have made it 10 years if I wasn't taking time to rest um, in the summers. So it's almost like that Sabbath for the school year. So I really, um, I'm going to try to rest this summer. Um, If I'm, like I said, if I'm thinking of balance as sort of something that swings and sometimes one area gets more of my attention, the summer is a time when my kids get a lot more of my attention. Um, When I get to spend more time blogging and doing things that I like there, Um, So I'm going to really be intentional about using my summer for that and trying to resist the urge to do all the things so that next year will be easier. Because the truth is, next year will not be easier. (laughs) Um, It doesn't matter how much I do this year. It's still going to be busy next year. Um, And I'm going to be much better next year if I can go in rested and energized and excited about my job versus you know, maybe going in with several weeks of lesson plans written or something. Absolutely. (laughs) A big one. Um, And go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say the third thing is, and I'm really excited. I am finally going to join the 40 hour teacher work week, which is something I have been thinking about doing for a really long time. And um, there is a new session starting in July and it just feels like the perfect time and the perfect thing for me to do. So not to contrast what I said about using my summer efficiently, but I am choosing one, um, one thing to start this summer that I think will help me to get organized and be in a better place um, all throughout next year. And I think that's, a perfect fit for what you said about being strategic about your summer. You know, you, it's you, you pick one or two things to work on that are going to make a difference and then leave the rest for rest. And I think that's awesome. And for those of you that are wondering, okay, wait a second. I've never, you know, I know some of you have heard of the 40, 40 hour teacher work week club. We've talked about it um, here at teach for the heart, but if you haven't, um, this is a program by my friend, Angela Watson that she's put together. Oh, it's been a couple years now that it's been running. And thousands of teachers have gone through it and have just seen incredible results. It's a year-long program. And there's a focus area each month. So each month you focus on a different area. And it's designed for busy teachers. So each week you just get a quick audio lesson and an accompanying accompanying PDF you can either read or listen. And it's just got practical strategies. And the goal is not to do everything. The goal is just to pick one strategy a week or one strategy a month, depending on your situation, that will help streamline things, make your routines more effective, and just gradually cut time. And it's the 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 results have been incredible. Uh, I wish I had the stat right in front of me, but I think it's about ninety percent of participants cut at least three um, at least three hours off their work week um, in the first few months. So, and many have reported cutting even five or ten hours off their work week. So it's really um, I'm really passionate about this program and I'm excited to talk a little bit more about it and, uh, to see how, to see Elizabeth, what you think about it, but let's back up for a second. How did you hear about this club and like, what intrigued you about it? You know, I don't remember how I first heard about the club. I've been a fan of Angela's blog for a while and she has some great content for teachers on there. So I just kind of as a blogger have 
come across it a few times. And honestly, at first, I didn't really realize I was working more than 40 hours. <laughs> I thought um, that her title was catchy, but I thought, oh, I've got this. Like, I don't think I'm working more than 40 hours. I think it's kind of a misconception about teachers because my contracted hours are like 35 and, um, you know, we get planning time and we get the summers and we get snow days and whatever. So it wasn't until really this year when things really started to get out of whack that I started actually looking at how much time I was spending, not just doing school stuff, but also thinking about it. And that was the biggest thing. Um, that it was just hours and hours and hours. And I thought, you know what I need, what can I do with those extra five hours a week? Um, I can think of a lot of things that I could do. So anyways, I really am excited about just the idea that I appreciate already what Angela has to say for teachers and that she clearly is passionate about the field of education and about teaching with excellence. And, um, you know, that she gets that I don't want to sacrifice my family and my personal life um, for the sake of being a good teacher and vice versa. I don't want to be a bad teacher um, so that I can manage those things too. So I'm just really excited. And actually before talking to you, I didn't really know exactly how it was run. And I love that it's something that goes on all year because like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of easy to think that like in the summer I'll get myself super organized and then that will work. But that's just not the reality of how things go. So I like that this actually forms habits and introduces things like step by step and over time so that it becomes a little bit of a mindset and also just getting some practical tips for like changing my classroom from the inside out. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's really designed that way to be kind of like a snowball effect. Um, if you join, if those of you that join with Elizabeth and you'll see that there's like a right away, you're going to see a difference because you're, you know, you're getting some results right away, but then, um, it's really that snowball effect over time. You know, if each month or each week you're doing something that's going to save, shave a little bit of time off over time, you, you know, you get that time back and it really, um, makes a big difference. And I thought it was really interesting that you mentioned the, the 40 hour thing because that's one of the things that's really confusing to some teachers about the club. And it's funny, Angela actually, I had many conversations with her where she like struggled about this name. She said, it's not really about working 40 hours. Um, you know, should I, should I call it something different? Uh, but the reason, one of the reasons she kept it was exactly what you said. She said, I want teachers to stop and think and, and think how many hours am I working? Yeah. And, and to realize, man, it's 50, it's 55, it's 60. Like, and maybe, maybe. So for some, the goal is 40. For some, the goal is not. For some, the goal is just just cutting off five or whatever. So it's not about the number, but I I love that. I I just had to, I love that you said, you know, that made me think because that's exactly, that's the point to really just be intentional and to um, find a way to teach that's sustainable, something that you can do for the next, you know, 10, 20 years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So um, can you tell what made you decide, you know, you've heard about before, what made you decide, okay, this is the time, like I need, I need to finally do this. It's time to join. Honestly, just a place of desperation. I told you that I've had a crazy year and I think naively I thought I'm far enough along in my career now that um, I should have it all figured out. And this year was a really humbling reminder that I don't. And that if I'm not careful and I'm not intentional, things do get out of balance. Um, And so I just feel desperate. I want to continue teaching. 
like I said, I feel really strongly that this is where God has me. And, and that's been affirmed a lot in the last couple of weeks as the school year has wrapped up and I've gotten super sweet letters from students as they're graduating and um, gotten to talk to lots of parents. And I just know that I'm where I'm supposed to be, but I also know that I can't continue at the pace that I've been going. Um, definitely not in the past year. And really, it's been an ongoing thing. You know, um, I can pretty vividly remember ending last school year and thinking, oh, next year will be better when I'm not breastfeeding, you know, or ending the one before it and thinking next year will be better when I'm not pregnant. And there's just always going to be something. And you mentioned this earlier, but the truth is, even well before I had kids, I was probably working more hours then because it was just so easy to let balance get out of whack. I could I could stay at school until 530 or six o'clock and I could go home and work all evening or spend all day Sunday working. Um, and so I just this year was just I mean, I felt like I just kind of got smacked in the face with, hey, if you don't make balance a priority, it's not going to happen. And like, yes, some years will be harder and some years it will seem easier, but there's always going to be something that can make things kind of fall off track. And so I felt like I had no choice, but, you know, my choices were either continue like I am, which was going to completely burn me out, find a new job, which I really didn't want to do, or um, do something that takes what I'm passionate about. Um, with the other things that my heart desires and loves, like my family and writing and um, rest and reading and those kind of things and finds a way to make them all work together. So I'm really hopeful and excited that 40 hour work week will be, you know, a, a good step in that direction. And, it, and it, I, I'm looking forward to it. Just, just so you guys know, Elizabeth's going to come back um, in, you know, later on in this year and kind of share an update of uh, yes. how her you journey know and what she's learning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep, it'll be exciting to hear about that. Um, so we're about wrapping up here, but before we go, what are you most excited for or what are you kind of hoping to learn or accomplish through this club? Yeah, I mean, I think I've just said already how much I I need this club and I'm hoping that it will just renew my faith um, in that I can do this thing, that I can be a good teacher without it being the only thing I am. Um, it's so, you know, teaching is a huge part of my identity and a huge part of who I am, but I'm more than that. And I need something to help remind me and get me back on track to remembering, you know, that, that I'm a better teacher when I'm a whole person and yeah. when that's not taking up all of my time. So I'm really hoping just to be refreshed in that sense and encouraged that this is possible. Even on my own blog, I talk a lot about just trying to encourage teachers that, you know, that it gets easier. Like the first year is so, so hard and it gets better or that you can be a good mom and a good teacher or a good wife and a good teacher. And this year I found myself doubting that a lot. And so I just need to be reminded of that. And then also, like I mentioned, I just want some like tangible, apply this right now, make this change, see a difference. Um, so some skills and some, some tricks, some things that will help me, um, actually make changes instead of just talking about it and thinking about it. Um, 
And I will tell you that the 40 hour teacher work week, I, I, I haven't gone through every single lesson, but all the ones that I've, I've seen are chocked full of practical strategies. Yes. Um, it is not, uh, it is not one of these high in theory, type of programs. It is strategy after strategy after strategy. And it's really designed to like throw like 20 strategies at you and say, which one? Pick pick one or two that yes. works for your situation. Well, even so some of the great. stuff that I've read on your blog that comes from for Teacher Work Week, I've been like, yes, why did I not think of that? That's a perfect idea. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to just implement some of those things for sure. It's really amazing. And so, so for those of you that are listening and want to join on with, uh, join along with Elizabeth, um, the 40 hour teacher work week club actually only accepts new members twice a year. And if you're listening to this in late June or early July, then you're right in time. The 40 hour teacher work week club, this next enrollment period is from Wednesday, June 28th through Friday, July 7th. So you can find out more or you can join now at teachfortheheart.com slash 40 hour teacher. And if for some reason you're listening to this and you're like, I missed it, it's later on in the year, um, you can still go to that same place, teachfortheheart.com slash 40 hour teacher, and you can join the wait list. And we'll let you know the next time you can join, um, which the next enrollment period will most likely be right after Christmas. Um, so we'd love to have you join us. If you want to find out a little bit more and you're still not quite sure, uh, also having a free live training with Angela. Uh, Angela Watson's going to be sharing some tips and practical strategies and then also answering your questions about the club. Um, we're going to have that um, on Saturday um, in the morning, and you can sign up for that at teachfortheheart.com slash balance training. Um, and both of those links will be in the notes and everything as well. Um, but we'd love to have you um, at both of those or either of those events and love to answer any questions that you have as well. Um, th- Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. Do you have any last thoughts to share before we wrap up? Thanks for having me. No, um, thanks. I think I'm good. Also, if anybody wants to, I think, Linda, you'll have my email address and contact info and stuff in the show notes. And I'd love to connect, especially if you are going to try to go through the Workweek Club or if some of this resonated with you and you just want some solidarity, feel free to reach out to me. We'll put both your info and my contact info there so you can ask questions, reach out, and um, get the support you need. Before you uh, you go, do you mind us just praying together as we finish up? All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much um, for Elizabeth and for this chance to uh, partner together and just to speak with her here. And uh, I just pray for all the teachers that are listening to this podcast at any point in the future. And I just pray that you will just work in each of their lives. Give Elizabeth and every other teacher just a restful and refreshing summer. Please guide them to the programs and to the resources that are going to help them. Um be ready for next year and refreshed and rejuvenated, but also help them to find that time to rest and be able to find the balance um, that you desire for them and to, to, to be good, uh, to be good spouses, good parents, good teachers, good friends, uh, just enable them to do all of that. We ask this in your son, Jesus's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to have you. Bye. 
I'm so thankful to Elizabeth for coming on and sharing with us. And I'm thankful for all of you who are able to tune in and listen. I hope this has been a truly helpful episode. I want to share all those links one more time so that you know where to go. Um, if you'd like any of the notes, they're at teachfortheheart.com slash crazy. If you're ready to join the 40-Hour Teacher Work Week Club or you just want to find out a little bit more, that's at teachfortheheart.com slash 40-Hour Teacher, the number 440-Hour Teacher. And if you're able to join us for the free balance training on Saturday, you can go to teachfortheheart.com slash balance training. And in that training, Angela Watson's going to be sharing um, some specific tips for how to create habits of rest and self-care that will not only transform your life, but will make you a more effective teacher in the process. Really looking forward to seeing you at the events and in the club. And if there's anything that we can help you with, please don't don't hesitate to let us know. Two other things I wanted to let you know about real quickly. One is that Elizabeth is going to hopefully be back in a few months later on in the year to share her experience with the club and to give us an update. So I'll look forward to hearing from her and there'll be another podcast episode later on in the year. And then finally, I want to let you know that I am an affiliate for the 40-Hour Teacher Workweek Club. Uh, what that means is that if you join, if you go to the teachfortheheart.com slash 40-Hour Teacher and you follow those links and end up joining through those links, I do receive, Teach for the Heart does receive, a portion of your enrollment fee at absolutely no cost to you. So if for any reason that makes you uncomfortable, you can just Google 40-Hour Teacher Work Week instead. But if you're able to do that and support Teach for the Heart in that way, that is a huge help as well. Well, thank you guys once again. Looking forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.